Welcome, everybody, to a celebratory night. It is Spits and Suds post-game edition, game five. I'm Gavin Spittle of 105.3 The Fan. I can honestly say DFW's number one hockey podcast is Spits and Suds. I'm joined by EP Rinkside, Shap Shots, D Magazine. The book is called We Win Here. His name is Sean Shapiro. Once again, Sean, do you have a Frosty in front of you? I keep forgetting to have a Frosty in front of There will be a Frosty in front of me before this podcast is over. Um, I, I may, uh, I had one earlier tonight. I had one mid game. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's ah, nice. That's the one, it's the one, uh, someone put the, someone on Twitter the other day said something along the lines of the, uh, uh, it's like, like they invented like the work beer. And uh, I said, clearly that person's not a sports writer because the, the work beer is a common, um, <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a bad, it's a, not a bad thing, but it's a, just, it's a, it's a, it's a reason that uh, I think some people get into this profession. The work beer is a, uh, is, is a common thing. Yeah, <laughs> oh, a- absolutely. I just need a Sean Shapiro lengthened answer. <laughs> and I will get myself a beer. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We have so many questions to get to, but that's okay. Uh, that's great. Thank you so much for all of you that support and grow spits and suds. What a night in Vegas. The Dallas Stars pull off what many thought wouldn't happen, and they move on to a game six back at the AAC on Monday night. Uh, Sean, give me your thoughts. I'll give you mine real quick. Uh, I love what the stars did tonight. I mean, I'm just like, guys, bottle this. Clearly, this is what it's all about. Getting into the dirty areas. They created so much havoc in front of Aiden Hill, who I thought was brilliant tonight. And they just kept going to the net and crashing the net. And that first line and that fourth line were so good tonight for the Stars. I think they threw Vegas off their game. I think the Vegas defensemen are having to work now, so they're not easily getting out of their zone, which wasn't the case early in the series. Uh, and now it's like, you know, uh, Messier pointed this out actually uh, in the post game for ESPN, and it's a great point. It feels like it's flipped because now I feel like Vegas is shooting from the outside and it's actually the stars that are getting in the dirty areas. So really, really exciting night. What did you see? Yeah, I mean, it's we're at the spot where this it kind of flipped in game four, right? Where all the pressure, I mean, the stars, basically, we all we all had them dead and buried after game three. We I mean, I we had we were in we were in the building in game three felt like a morgue after our podcast after game three we felt like we were we felt like it was just the prelude to the end of the season we felt like it was the end and now they still have to they still have to win two more games they have to do it's it's still an uphill climb but all of a sudden you're like and i'm, I'm intentionally using a vegas pun here you're playing with house money this this team was dead nearly buried uh-huh. and now they are they are headed home they have a chance to they've headed home to a house that will be absolutely rocking they have a chance to force a game seven they will be getting their emotional leader back who has been who has been who will be looking obviously to have a big performance after how after how he's basically been absent has been absent the last three games and all of the pressure 
is on the Golden Knights. The, the if the Stars lose this series, they're, they're they now if they lose this series now, it's you know what. You, you, you valiantly fought back, but in the end, you didn't do it. Vegas is the one where all of everything's feeling internal. Like to me, this game, I look at Aiden Hill's performance as a microcosm of this series, kind of where he was playing great. He had some dazzling saves. Yeah, he did. And and they um, had some dazzling saves. And then in the third period, some duds. And all of a sudden, every shot Dallas took felt uneasy. Every Dallas chance felt like the world was going to crackle underneath for Vegas. And you've now put that feeling in Vegas' minds. And obviously, you would still expect Vegas to win this series. They just have to have one, win one of the two. But you can see the path now. You can see the path where the Stars could do something no one has ever done before. And... You did it with a overall strong, strong performance. And we'll get into some more exact schematics as we go into this game. But overall, the big feeling is, you know what? It's now, like, uh, two nights ago, I still would have said, yeah, there's no way they're winning this series. Now the answer is no longer no way they're winning this series. It's, eh, they, they could win this series. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I, I agree with you. Uh, kudos to Ty DeLandria uh, with a big game. Glenn Denning, I don't know how you take him out of the lineup. I guess that's going to be the first question that I'm going to ask. And I am looking ahead, but mm-hmm. I think I, the thing I like that I try to do on this podcast is propel what Stars fans want to hear to the front of the line. And I think Stars fans with the return of Jamie Ben are wondering who leaves the lineup. And that's a good thing Pete DeBoer has to worry about. But, yeah. uh, I'm I'm kind of fascinated. I don't think they'll do it, but honestly, I think Mason Marchment could be a candidate. But like I said, I don't think they'll do it because I I like yeah. Olofsson tonight a lot. I like Glenn Denning a lot tonight. I like Delandry a lot tonight. I'm guessing Olofsson will be the odd man out. Um, pretty tough to sit a guy with two goals, but I mean it's it's an it's an interesting aspect that I'm sure will be talked about in the next couple of days. Yeah, we're definitely, I mean, it's, this is the whole point of this playoff series, right? Is where, is we're talking is where, is we're spinning things forward. Now, I think it's, it's to me, it's, it's all of who comes out. I think that's the pretty clear who comes out. Now the Marchment decision would be a fascinating one because like, yeah, I'm just looking at it right now. All of sin was the least used stars player tonight, 1033 time on ice, least used player. Um, the other guys who would consider coming out, Kivi Ranta, who helped create the second Delandria goal. I think he's been, he, he's, he was really good on the four check tonight. Yeah. Um, Luke Glendening, who is one of the reasons Glendening stays in the lineup is because of his face off prowess. So he's not going to come out. And then he just kind of, he scored tonight too. So he's not going to come out, but Mason Marchman only played a minute and 20 more than, than Olofsson tonight. And so I, it will be Olofsson that comes out, mm-hmm. but, but you also, I mean, it wouldn't be the craziest thing to look at the lineup and say, let's plug Jamie Ben in alongside Johnston and Sagan and keep that bottom six the way it is. Like that's, that wouldn't be the craziest thing. It won't happen. I would imagine Frederick Olofsson comes out. That's the way these things work. Yep. But I could definitely see the, uh, the case and argument to be made for Marchment coming out and then going into that spot. Yeah. Yeah. It is, it is going to be interesting. And I agree with you. Um, but 
I think what you said is is a great point. The time on ice with Mason Marchment, one penalty in the game, and it was Marchment uh, that went off, and it was just it was too bad because it was behind the play um, and just a needless penalty. And uh, I thought the Stars did a great job. I'm killing it, and obviously that was led by Jake Ottinger, which leads me to my question for you. I mean, the last two games, I think we've seen really good Jake Ottinger, vintage Jake Ottinger. Uh, I think both goals were legit goals tonight for, uh, mm-hmm. uh, for Vegas. Um, and, uh, you know, you could tell Vegas is trying to go high on Ottinger and they succeeded uh, on one of the goals. So, uh, but I thought overall his just positioning, his calmness, his demeanor, you could tell he was in control His uh, puck carrying behind the net he just he just made all the right moves tonight and uh uh, was just really really solid in that yeah i mean aiden hill filled the highlight reel he will i mean you're gonna watch i mean aiden hill the save on hence the save on kiviranta those will both be in the sports center top 10 i'm sure but ottinger's performance the i i love the way he aggressively was at the top of his crease was reading plays well he was just so technically solid tonight um and he was he was he was very good he he calmed the team down and i mean i don't i don't there's now a large enough sample size to do it i think early on it was jake ottinger facing elimination it was a fun storyline but there wasn't enough sample size yet for it to be something that was like like at the end of the day, like it was, it's a fun storyline from a star's perspective to talk. Hey, Jake always plays well with his back against the wall, but it was still just one game, one series against Calgary. And at a couple rounds, I mean, we're reaching the spot where this sample size is now legit. Like yeah. his only, his only NHL playoff loss when the team that would end the season is that game seven, 64 save effort. Like we're at the spot where, and I, and I, Jake is a, he's intense. He uses every slight. And back in the Minnesota series, I wrote a story about how Jake Ottinger lost a state title game in Minnesota and how he got pulled, he got yanked. And he is someone, and it was his final high school hockey game. And he is someone who uses every single little space and experience. And, that is the type of experience that that Jake had where it helped fuel who he is today, where he doesn't want to be the one where his season, where he's going to be playing his final game and having to go into the spring and going into the summer. And he comes and he brings that when the season's on the line. And it is, it, it's pretty damn impressive. Like it really yeah. is. It, it really is. It's pretty damn impressive. And the way he can flip that switch, I, you'd love to see it. I mean, you don't want to have him. He, you could, you could make the, on the quick side note, there's been too many times he's had to bounce back this year, but the fact that he bounces back so well and he does it when the season online, it's like tonight from when I look at the Ottinger stuff, um, I go back to, there was the, I go, I look at his performance going back to game four as well, where he makes the glove save where it's not actually a clean clutch. It's catch just a deflection late in the third period when the stars are looking to force over, which was still waiting when overtime still is uh, in the balance. And then tonight comes out and plays well. And then the, uh, it's just every, the stars after Ottinger, after, after Ottinger played like he did and the way he kind of helped 
eliminate some of the chances Vegas had in the first period. It felt like the stars really settled down in a sloppy game. And I think a lot of that goes back to goes back to the goalie. So get me back on track, Evan. You know, you know, the no. job. <laughs> uh, I will get you back on track, my friend. Here we go. Yeah, there we go. Cracking the frosty, baby. Celebration time. Just got beer over my new microphone, but that's OK. As the stars uh, force a game six. And that is awesome. Uh, another player that I thought had a standout game, Thomas Harley, two assists. But more importantly, I just thought the calmness on the ice, uh, the way he took it out of the zone, the puck carrying rather than passing, I thought was impressive as well. Jumped into the offensive play a lot. I mean, I continue to see the growth of Harley. Um, I can remember one game where I thought he struggled. I think that was against Seattle. But other than that, Sean, it's been real smooth. I look at the ice time. Uh, for uh, Harley tonight, eighteen twenty-three. So clearly, he's a major part uh, of the defensive pairing situation for Dallas. So, uh, just so excited for the future with uh, Mr. Harley. I, I really liked the, the, one of the things I liked about tonight, and you don't. Um, I liked that the Stars won this game with Miro Heiskanen and only playing twenty-five thirty-three. I, I really like that. I mean, now twenty-five only twenty-five thirty-three is is a, is a lot, but it's still. <laughs> I, I I I like that they that he wasn't taxed to 30 minutes tonight. And part of that was Harley playing a larger role. Um, part of that was and the thing I liked too, that the stars did, and it led to two of the goals directly. Um, the stars did a couple times in game four, but uh, more so tonight. Um, there was a couple times in the offensive zone by either design or the natural change where they had Hishkin and, and Harley on the ice together. And I love that. That's something that, um, the stars, Rick Bonus would never do it when the stars had John Klingberg, but Jim Montgomery going back two coaches now, right? Jim Montgomery would at times put uh, Miro Heishkin and John Klingberg on the ice together for offensive zone draws. And I love seeing a coach do that because I think that unlocks so much of your offense. The, um, it was the, uh, the, the Glendening goal where they technically took the assist away from secondary assist away from Heishkinen because I think it was, ta it was technically touched by a Vegas player as he passed it to, to Harley. But that's a play where you have two offensive defensemen creating off each other while Glenn Denning and Fox would go to the net. Um, similar thing happened on the, uh, you had, you had a similar kind of space on the, the Landria goal too, where I, or sorry, sorry, it was the, uh, yeah, it was, the, it was the, uh, it was the it was the other Delandria. It was the Delandria goal where Harley and Heishkin were both on the ice at, at the same time. I I love that element, and I really I think it unlocks things. And to be clear, like I also want to talk about one other thing real quick. Something that happened tonight that the Stars haven't had because he's taken a lot of crap from everyone, deservedly so at times. But and, and for his comments earlier in the series. But let's give. Uh, Ryan Suter a bit of credit. Yes. For, I mean, he was, he was really, good tonight, really good tonight. And Jason Robertson's goal. I know it's a good follow and finish by Robertson, but it doesn't happen without a clean zone entry by Ryan Suter. And that's a play that is not normal for Suter. So that's let's, let's yeah. give credit where it's due on that. I mean, across the board defensively, the stars were Lindell was good tonight. Yeah. But Hawk and Paw. Hawkinpah was good. Yeah. Hawkinpah was good tonight. Joel Hanley played his game. I mean, overall across the board, the stars defense was very good tonight. And it's, uh, I mean, 
you, you got to feel good about it, right? So yeah, I mean, it, it was a, it was a complete effort. I mean, we can go down the lineup. Uh, you're right, Kiviranta was really good. Olafson once again played a good game. I thought Max Domi was real good, uh, especially in the neutral zone. I thought Max Domi was uh, mm -hmm. kind of a disruptor in some of the uh, Vegas breakouts and uh, did a nice job back checking as well. Uh, boy, getting out of the way for that Delandria goal, <laughs> Yep. which, uh, you know, I mean, clearly the replay showed that he was pushed. Uh, so that's good. But that stuff happens when you're in front of the net. Um, I, I do give Aiden Hill a lot of credit. I mean, that glove has a magnet on it with the puck. Uh, th those are spectacular saves. I did want to talk about because they did focus on TV as far as the Delandria goal that took the lead three two. And as a former goalie, Sean, um, I'm guessing you're thinking Aiden Hill has to come out more out of the crease uh, on that. But well, that's it, a, yeah, it's, 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 it's a bad goal. Yeah, but it was deflected. How much of a difference does that deflection make? I mean, it changes it. Like I, I'm watching it on mute right now as, as you brought it up right now, just so like to literally watch it again. And like Delandria enters the zone. It's a shot where Hill is just, I don't even mind Hill's positioning. He's, He's a big body, six foot four. He's got it clean. He it's it's a spot where even with even with the tip, he has to make that save. And I think it's if you want to get all goalie coach on Aiden Hill on it, it to me it's not as much the positioning of his body, it's the glove positioning. It's a very he's got very lazy glove positioning on it. And it's like he's almost kind of caught off guard by Delandria shooting. And that to me is the the bigger issue if I'm if I'm breaking up my, my goalie coaching hat here where your hands need to be more active they're they're not fronting the play and while I wouldn't mind him being a little out more on top of the crease to me it's more of the hand position issue and that that's a that's a goal that even if it's tipped that can't go in against an NHL goalie that you you can't let that goal up that is a right. that is a bad goal and that is a I mean, that, that is that is a goal where it's a shame because it takes away so much of like for as good as Hill was on so many other things. Um, you got you to make the saves on the easy ones, too, because they all count the same. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, so. you're right. No, you're absolutely right. So this is the second game, Sean, that the referees have kept the whistles in the pocket. Um, I didn't see anything egregious tonight that. You know, no. I mean, I guess there could have been a couple if you really wanted to get into it. But I mean, those are kind of deep dives. I didn't see something like, well, clearly they didn't want to call that. Um, you know, I mean, well, I, yeah. I think I mean, they just kind of let them play. I mean, even the Marchment penalty against Carlson, that's that's a play where. Um, fighting I, for the puck. Yeah. And even more fighting like, for a position. You may have not even seen that one called sometimes like um, like and this was that's that that's another good point about this game where. The stars are, we've talked about how the stars are the team that kind of needed special teams more than Vegas did because Vegas is the better, has, has been or relied more on their five on five. And this was a dominant, even strength five on five performance throughout the board. And the stars never even got a power play. So it's like, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's a great point to bring up because it's not like you could even throw the asterisk, oh, they got this power play or this or whatever. No, this was a, overall five on five even strength game and i thought the refs did a good job i thought it was a pretty clean game pretty clean game as far as the rules go i thought the second period um there were times where the second period and third period got a bit sloppy where i felt i thought the ice looked a bit rough and 
players were clearly tired, but as far as the cleanliness of the game from the uh, discipline standard, I thought the refs did a really good job tonight. I think they're letting the boys play, and I think that's uh, wonderful, and my dog Rico agrees. So <laughs> you had your issue with the dog, and now I have uh, my issue with the dog, but I, I, I agree. I think uh, letting the boys play is the right way to go, especially deep in this series. Uh, you know, just for reference, Jack Eichel played 20 minutes tonight, so he's certainly on ice a lot, but it's kind of interesting he hasn't scored. I mean, he's certainly contributing a lot. Uh, I love, I really like him as a two-way player too, Sean. I mean, I love his back-checking ability. Um, it's just interesting because this is how, like, the series shifts as far as, like, what we talk about. Now we're at a point where – Vegas has to be saying to themselves, like, we got to get our defensemen in the play. We have to create some more offense here uh, because Dallas is getting their mojo right now. And you look at where, I mean, Vegas had a couple, like you look at the Vegas offense and you look where it came from. One of the things that aside from the, the Barbashev goal, the Barbashev goal, and then kind of the, uh, obviously they're, they're both goals. So they make sense, but the, uh, Vegas really wasn't getting to the net tonight the way they were earlier in the series. They weren't driving the net with possession. They weren't doing all of that. And to me, part of that comes from, I think Dallas did a really good job just kind of limiting how and where Vegas got into the zone and, and, and things along those lines. I think, I think if you're Vegas, you're going to look at, okay, where did we have success tonight? And, how do we get back to creating more off of those cutters off of the zook clean entries, cuts, pausing, letting guys enter with speed Vegas. That's how they scored their second goal, but Vegas didn't do nearly enough of that tonight. And that's what they've done earlier in the series. 